Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Big news, everybody. Dan and I are playing London's O2 Arena. Yes. Well, not the whole arena. I mean, not a lot of people realise that there's that there's other bits of it. So if you just say the O2. Fine, I'm happy with like, that. It's not a lie, is it? So That's true. Dan and I are playing the O2 Arena London, our biggest gig yet at Cineworld. And you can be there. This is the Just for Laughs Festival. It's happening on Sunday, the 5th of March. Um, we've got some amazing guests. TBA, it's going to be good. There's some amazing people on the lineup, including Graham Norton, Catherine Ryan, and we can't wait to see you at Just for Last Festival. So get your tickets right now. Go to gaynongay.com. Yeah, it's in the afternoon of Sunday, the 5th of March. So if you're in London, come down. If you're not, come down to London or come up to London. Sorry, not everybody lives above London or in London. You okay, Dan? Some people live in Brighton. You're right. Quite a few of our listeners, in are, fact, are you okay? Live in Brighton. Yeah, 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 I'm cool. Great. They know what they're doing. I'm just, I'm just not a London, uh, London wanker. Oh, I mean? are you not? No, no, no. Oh, no. I thought you were. No, no, oh, no. Oh, that's so funny. I've got, one, I've got one foot on in the rest of the country. Right. <laughs> so relatable and real. Yeah, exactly. Visit gainongay.com to get tickets, and we'll see you in 2023. Coming up, it's inciting hatred and violence towards our community. Yeah. With every single breath, and it's disgusting. A Gay and a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. Two unlikely friends take on the world. Hello, welcome to A Gay and a Non-Gay. I don't know why I always say that so quickly. Hello, welcome to A Gay and a Non-Gay. It's because you're ashamed to be uh, non-gay. I'm Dan Hudson. I'm not gay. Uh, He's James Barr. He's gay. If you haven't caught our episode with Mobine yet, Santa Claus the Serial Killer, then have a listen right now wherever you get your podcasts. We were talking about how gay people should look after each other more when we go on hookups and meet people off of apps for sex and casual sex and stuff. And how it's not that common really for queer people or gay people anyway, gay men, to tell their friends where they're going. I had a message from our friend and she was so shocked that we don't do that because whenever she's going anywhere for casual sex, she'll send screenshots of the person. She'll send the address over to people yeah, so that they know where she is. And then they'll wait up, sometimes staying up late to make sure she's on the way home or she's got home safe. And I was just like, wow, why is it that gay people don't do that? I assumed it was just because I don't know why I'm asking you. I, I assumed it was because we just do it so much. It's just like normal. You're referring to gay men. I think it's because you're men, right? Is it because we're men? And you're both men. In what? the same way that I, would, I wouldn't I would be that bothered by going around to some guy's house to pick up a fridge or something. So it's because we're men? I think so. And that means we're supposedly safer? I think you are, as a man, definitely. Well, in the context of Santa Claus the serial killer... No, but that's... We're not. But... Yeah, but in terms of like walking down the street... like I'm not hard or anything, but I feel pretty safe walking down the street just because I know that I'm a man. Right. Uh, I suppose I don't feel safe because I know that I'm a gay. Yeah. But that's not to say I don't feel safe at hookups. I don't know if I do feel safer. I don't really feel safe at hookups. I just sort of suck it up. I just sort of deal with it. And there's nobody saying that you have to do it, though, is there? What? Like, you have to constantly be going to people's houses for sex. I will not be shamed, Dan. I'm just saying, like, I wonder if I should be telling people where I'm going if I'm doing that. Because I wasn't really. Right. I haven't done that since I was, like, 19. I guess people would struggle to keep up with the latest whereabouts. Mm. That's the thing. There'd be a lot of addresses. (laughs) 
Welcome to a gay and a non-gay. Anyway, it was more of a side note rather than like a big episode. Right. Well, it's not really. It hasn't turned into a big episode really, has no, it? No. So uh, there you go. It's not at all. So that's why, that's that's, why I'm saying it's a side note. But I didn't yeah. know she was having so much sex. Right. Well, she but, is. Well. Good for her, right? I wish I was a straight girl. <laughs> Do you know why I wish I was a straight girl? Why? Because I don't think in female hookups, it sounds as though there's like an element of romance still. Like in straight hookups. Yeah. She seems to like go there for a massage Right. Or they'll watch a film together. There's yeah. like something else as well. It's not just sex. Yeah. Like that's on the agenda, but there's also something else going on. I think it'd be nice if gay people did that a bit, but we just get to it. Yeah. You don't even say hi. You might. You'd be like, hi, and then you're straight in. Yeah. There's no like, oh, should we watch a film? Yeah. Oh, do you want me to get you a drink? It's like, there's no, there's nothing polite about it. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at gaynongay or slide into our DMs. At Gay Non Gay on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. A gay and a non-gay. It's not been a good week to be gay, right? Yeah, it's not really. It's not a good time to be gay, is it? No. I mean, it's always a good time to be gay because I guess really that just means that you're being yourself. But yeah, yeah. It, it's not great, is it? I mean, I've got so much I want to get upset about today. I feel like I'm going to have a lot of feelings. But how does it look to you as an outsider looking on it? I mean, you're not. I wouldn't even call you an outsider, actually, even though I just did. But like as an ally... Looking at what? Looking at, well, you've obviously noticed it's not a good week to be gay. So I'd argue a good year to be gay, really. But what do you mean by that? What are you noticing? Well, I guess the two things to mention are the Colorado shooting at the end of last weekend and the beginning of the World Cup in Qatar, uh, which was, everybody knew was on the horizon, but it's turned out to be, depends how you look at it, because it has turned out to be like a disaster for the PR of Qatar. So that's a small win, right? But it hasn't turned out particularly well with regards to... It hasn't turned out pretty well for anyone else, though, has it, right? Be it David Beckham or Robbie Williams uh, or... Um... Robbie Williams released a really insane statement. Did you see this? Yeah. So Robbie yeah, Williams yeah, is a singer in the UK. He's pretty famous. I mean, he's played some of the biggest gigs of all time in the UK. Well, he, he okay, he's famous in the UK. In America, you probably don't know who he is. That's why I'm saying in the yeah. UK, right. I mean, it wasn't for want of trying, but he never made it in the US. Spill that tea. So, Robbie Williams, famous in the UK, he said that he's performed in lots of countries with human rights abuses. So, he couldn't really not go to Qatar because he'd be a hypocrite. And actually, if he couldn't perform anywhere with human rights abuses, he couldn't sing in his own kitchen yeah what the, what the hell is going I, on in I, Robbie Williams' yeah, know, kitchen that's exactly what I told <laughs> what's he doing in his kitchen that's so concerning and also this hypocrite argument has been driving me insane yeah like actually insane and I've got into an argument with Piers Morgan yeah. over this on Twitter and my mentions have been horrendous and it's been a very triggering week yeah in many ways and not just it's not a week really it's a year it's just been going on forever because yeah like you say we saw qatar on the horizon but then it sort of got here and got even worse i don't even know how i would have thought i would have thought we'd have talked about it enough in the build-up but then it arrived and it went nuclear i don't even know where to start i'm so i thought it was pathetic of the england team and of the welsh team to ditch the arm armbands i thought that was like absolutely like Pathetic. So the England and Wales teams had promised to wear the One Love armband at the World Cup. But then FIFA told the FA, which is the Football Association of England and Football Association of Wales. All right, Desline. I'm, bloody I'm just so up on this now. <laughs> they told 
FIFA, the UK teams, basically, that if they wore the armbands, they'd get a booking, they'd get a yellow card immediately. Right. And so instead of getting a yellow card and taking a booking, Gareth Southgate put out this statement, he's the England manager, saying that they needed to focus on the football and that they couldn't win every battle, which is ridiculous. And then they... if, you, if you feel like that, you can't win every battle. Why are you playing a football game? That's not the spirit of football, is it? You play yeah. to win every time, even if you get a booking on the pitch. So why are they not wearing the armband? And actually, to be honest with you, Dan, I really couldn't give a fuck about the armband. It doesn't bother me at all. But I, I totally see why you're annoyed by it or you think... Well, I, I saw our friend Chris wrote something on Twitter that was like, he wasn't looking forward to the World Cup, but that was the one thing, the one thing they were going to do and they couldn't even do that in the end. And I'm not Des Lynam either, but I could have told you... Who that the fuck is Des Lynam? I, I knew that England were going to beat Iran. So a yellow card is neither... Sorry, wheat Iran. Sorry, England, <laughs> England, England were going to beat Iran. So it's neither here nor there, a yellow card. Now someone will go like, yeah, but they might get another one later in the tournament. Well, then, I love it when Dan does an impression of himself. And then they'll have a red card. Yeah, I, I understand that. I That's understand actually that, the best impression you do is of yourself. <laughs> they've banned rainbows in the stadium. There's no bucket hats. There's no armbands. There's no flags. It's yeah. like, it's a rainbow. That doesn't even mean anything. I mean, it does, but it's so overly used now. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I don't need to see a rainbow. I need a country to stop throwing LGBTQ plus people off of roofs yeah. or, or to stop torturing them or making them go to conversion therapy. That's what I need. A rainbow isn't going to do anything. Well, it's closer in that direction than not. Well, yes, of course it is. Every little thing helps, but it doesn't really do anything, does it? Let's be honest. It I doesn't. And that country, I think it does, actually. I think it really does. No, it doesn't. I if think we're it really, does. Okay, if we really want Qatar to stop with its human rights abuses, let's stop buying oil off them. Let's stop taking 12% of our national energy from Qatar. That's how you make change. You don't just wear a rainbow. That's not allyship. Not really. I think it's bullshit. It really well, it would be me. if you if you were... Oh, fine. If, if there's a penalty and you... and well, No pun intended. If there's a penalty... If you get a red card, a yellow card, right? Yeah. Then I guess so. Yeah, it would have been better than nothing, but ultimately... It would have been better than nothing as well for Robbie Williams to not... Well, David Beckham is a bigger hypocrite because he is a self-confessed gay ally. Yeah. And we've all seen what Joe Lysett, the comedian in the UK, did by shredding a copy yeah. of David Beckham's Attitude magazine cover. So the whole comedian, Joe Lysett. Wahey! I told you I was going to destroy £10,000 if you didn't end your relationship with Qatar before the first day of the World Cup. And then, when you didn't end your relationship, or even respond in any way, I streamed myself dropping 10k into a shredder. Or did I? I don't understand this, just generally speaking, why people need so much money. I know the more money you have, the more problems you get. But My money, my problems. Well, exactly. I mean, Notorious B.I.G. told us he that. laid it down for us. A long time ago. <laughs> I, I understand that. But even so, I do think, like, how much... You know when people take jobs and you're like, do they need that? I think at some point you realize that money is important. I don't know why I'm giving him such a good time. Like, he's clearly an asshole for what he's done, but he's not the only one. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of people that have gone out to Qatar and taken a lot of money. Yeah. Who are so-called self-confessed allies who don't care yeah. about LGBTQ plus people. And actually, I just want to roll this back slightly. For me, it's not even that. It's like 6,500 dead migrant workers that built the stadiums all these people are in. Yeah. That's disgusting. And of course, some of those are going to be LGBTQ plus. 
No one actually talks about that. But those migrant workers are representative of people from all sorts of different backgrounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there'll definitely be some queer people among them that have died building those stadiums. And then also women's rights in Qatar are terrible. Yeah. And I've heard stories of slavery or the treatment of workers that amounts to modern slavery. It's a terrible country doing terrible things. And everyone's just okay with that. That's more my problem, really. Yeah. It's not just about LGBTQ plus people. And by making it all about an armband or a rainbow bucket hat, we're reducing the plight of millions of people affected by this country not just queer people, but a lot of people. You're making the armband thing sound like academic, but I don't think it is. I think it's like symbolic. Like Chris said, it's the least that they could do and they couldn't even do that. That's what you couldn't even do. Meanwhile, the Iran national team risked basically getting executed when they returned home by not singing the national anthem to stand up for women's rights at home. Iranian players not singing the national anthem of the Islamic Republic. To us, an extraordinary protest. But to the people watching at home in Iran, not nearly enough. So I tweeted, Piers Morgan had written, can we just get on with the football now? And I tweeted, gay people are tortured there, Piers. Yeah. And he retweeted that and said, yep, we tortured innocent Iraqi civilians when we illegally invaded Iraq. Britain's in no position to play the moral superiority card versus Qatar. I mean, that is just, that is false equivalence to a T. They're not the same thing. And also, I didn't invade Iraq. So (laughs) I've got absolutely nothing to do with that argument that he's making. Britain is in no position to play the moral superiority card. Well, then why are we defending Ukraine and calling out all these terrible things happening in the world if we're not in a position to play the moral superiority card? That's a good point. That also doesn't make any sense, Piers Morgan. That's a good point. And then I just basically got so much hate in my mentions. I got called Islamophobic. I got told that gay people should, if possible, all die. Um, uh, yeah, that was funny. I like that one. <laughs> if possible. Was it impossible in brackets or something as well? Um, I'll read it to you. Yeah, I support it. Gays deserve every form of torture they get because they're abnormal people. If possible, they should all be executed. Can you just murder all these gays, like, if it's possible? There's also a lot of people that just kept saying um, they just cancelled your invitation or they didn't invite you. I'm not sure what that means, but I didn't want an invitation. And yes, they did invite me because they've invited the World Cup. Yeah. Which is supposed to be representative of everyone. Yeah. Including Qatar and I guess their views. To be fair to Piers Morgan for one second, he did say the next day he was he was like, this armband thing is pathetic. Piers Morgan changes his mind every day. He, he just says yeah, whatever just, he just, needs to say yeah, to get a reaction. So yeah. don't, be, don't do a to be fair. Like, I'm just saying, I thought it was interesting that he said that the next day. I'm not saying but that. But he also did stories, fake stories and got fired for it. Yeah, no, I know he's not. Bit to do with torture in it because he, he faked some pictures of yeah, people Yeah, I know, I know he's not the moral arbiter. So it? no, he really isn't the moral <laughs> arbiter and he's not entitled to an opinion. His show's doing well. Is it? No. Welcome back to A Gay and a Non-Gay. Dan and I have devastated about what happened at Club Q in Colorado Springs. Yes. So how does it feel as a gay person, personally, with all this stuff going on? It's pretty difficult just because it's highlighting what we think of ourselves. Yeah. That's how I feel. I feel like it's highlighting how I think, think of myself because I already think that my life is not as important as other people's. So I don't really need to be reminded of that constantly by Qatar or... I guess that's why all of this stuff is so triggering because it's like a reminder yeah. that who I am is actually 
it's not safe to be who I am. Even in a country where it's legally safe. Yeah. It doesn't feel safe because there's a backdrop of all this horrendous shit there the whole time just like staring at me yeah so yeah it doesn't it doesn't feel great it, it feels quite terrifying and you have to try and if i can give any advice to anyone listening i think you have to try and kind of remove yourself from it a bit if you can and remember that you are safe even if that's just like when you're in your bed with your duvet over you that should be where you're safe so you just have to gr- ground yourself to the places that do make you feel safe and the people that make me make you feel safe yeah this podcast like sitting with you but yeah it's um it's tough i think and I was reading a couple of articles about it, actually. And one of the articles that made me cry the most, and this is absolutely terrible to admit, but I think it's probably important for the good of gay-manity. I was reading an account from the veteran that tackled the gunman and stopped the gunman from causing any further loss of life. And um, this guy, who was an ex-veteran, he was there with his daughter and his daughter's boyfriend. And they were watching a drag show because his daughter's school friend was performing in drag for one of the first times at Club Q. So they were all watching this friend of theirs do drag. And that's when the shooting started. It's obviously just so heroic, like hearing what this this guy did to save lives. And obviously I know what's happened. I know whose lives are lost. And then I got to the end of the article and they found out that the daughter's boyfriend had died that's the moment where I just like broke down and I just I, I realized again like I'm more upset about this person dying than I am my own community because I suppose deep down I always feel like we deserve it and the fact that a straight guy an ally who's just an innocent guy going about his normal straight life yeah just happened to be there and then and then was murdered that made me more upset and then obviously I was crying even more because I realized what was going on internally but like that's such a deep dark rooted internalized homophobia that I just wish I didn't have, but that's what the world's given me. That's what the world I believe has given the LGBTQ plus community. It's like the end of the boy in the striped pajamas where no spoilers. for a split second, you feel sad for the boy that isn't Jewish. And that's incredible and so powerful. Like yeah. as a filmmaker, to be able to do that. And I just, I think that's where, I don't know. I just, I just, that's where I'm at. But no one's life is, is more important than anyone else's. So I hate that that was my, my thought. The bit that got me in that article was finding out about this army veteran in question. He's obviously fought for his country and, and he said, yeah, he did it to protect the rights of people to do whatever they want. Um, I love that too. And that's what, that's what the brave service people of the US and the UK and other armies around the world are, are there for. They're there to defend and protect the values of those countries. The thing is, though, it was at a drag show. And at the minute in America, Republicans, politicians, newsreaders on the right are constantly arguing that drag queens are corrupting children. Yeah. And that it's not safe for children to be at drag shows. And I think that's probably where this attack has come from. And yeah. yet even days after the attack, news networks, right wing news networks are still doubling down on their arguments about stuff like that. And DeSantis in Florida banning people talking about lgbtq plus people to children it's inciting hatred and violence towards our community yeah with every single breath and it's disgusting yeah it's absolutely abhorrent i can't understand why it's allowed and then did you see what the dad said the dad of the gunman did you see that oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah i saw that well I, I could barely understand what he was saying it looked like he'd come off the crack for like 30 seconds to give an interview <laughs> he's he said that he was glad his son wasn't gay. His first thought when he was told this had happened was, 
oh my god, he's not gay. What's he doing being gay? Not, oh, he's murdered five people and injured countless others. Brink says he's a Mormon, and his first reaction was, why was my son at a gay bar? Hey, the Mormons don't do gay. We don't do gay. There's no gays in the Mormon church. We don't do gay. Actually, I should correct you, Dan. They're non-binary. Really? They've come out as non-binary. Really? And we've both just sat here calling them a him by mistake. But yeah, they've, their lawyers have said that they want to be referred to as they, them. And I don't know if that is some kind of play at the community, like, I'm one of you. But that's why the right wing have been able to double down on their arguments because they've said, well, look, it's one of yours. I didn't know that at all. Mm-hmm. That puts several like spins on it, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't know if I'm diminishing who they are here, but I feel like they've done that deliberately. Or that they are actually part of the LGBTQ plus community and they just lost, they've got various mental health issues and they just lost the plot and went. I don't think so. But, Possibly. Well, Either way, the whole thing is a fucking mess. And obviously, just just do something about these guns. Like, what's it got to take? Well, clearly nothing. We can't just go on like this forever. Well, it, I think, unfortunately, it, it will. I just feel like you can't. I just feel like we can't win. But that's such a defeatist attitude because it was illegal to be gay in this country. And people fought and fought and fought to get where we are in this country now. So we can't ever just sit back and, and go, oh, well, it's, it's a lost cause. We've got to keep going. We've got to keep fighting. Thanks for listening, babes. Do the admin and support a gay and a non-gay. Visit gaynongay.com slash donate. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.